And we are live. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Standouts. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sam Daring. With me to my left is my other awesome co-host, Caleb Skinner. Caleb, how are you doing tonight, man? Man, I'm doing good. Um, had a busy night trying to get some things done around the house. Other than that, you know, just working as usual. I'm um, creating content with everybody. So Bucks won the Super Bowl, so I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, at the expense of your guy Rogers, but uh, I don't have a shot next year. We'll see. But um, yeah, had a great time, man. It was it was awesome having you know the Bucks win a Super Bowl first time, nineteen years. Pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, man, if you go, you want to go ahead and jump into the sponsors before we go ahead, or I guess jump into the sponsors and let everybody know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so if you look at the bottom ticker here, we got my bookie, um, USM 100. I believe it doubles your first deposit. Um, I know Caleb's a bigger on betting than I am. Um, <laughs> you got, uh, uh, we're on Teespring as well. And we got, we got our merch on there, Saturday standouts, our laptop stickers. Uh, we got our, our sweaters. Um, as well as RX Hemp, RX Hemp dash USN for 10% off every purchase. Um, you feeling any muscle pains, muscle soreness, muscle stiffness? RX Hemp has got got you going for that one. Um, and we actually just joined Patreon, so give us a follow on Patreon and go and check out our content over there. Yeah, guys, there's different levels to that Patreon too. So you could just support us for a dollar. Um, you don't get access to really anything. We have some giveaways going on, which is pretty awesome um, at the $5 and $10 level. Mm -hmm. um, so the $5 one's the family package, the $10 one's the um, VIP package. It's awesome stuff, guys. So in the VIP package, you'll get to enter a giveaway for a signed jersey. Actually, this upcoming one for February is going to be a signed Keenan Allen jersey. Um, so you guys, that $10 is worth it for, you know, get in there early before everybody else does, you know, you'll have better opportunity. So um, look, look into that guys, head over to patreon.com and look up unwrapped. Um, but yeah, we're going to be jumping into last week. What we jumped into was, you know, NFL draft prospect. And we started off with the quarterback position, Sam. So um, this week we're starting off with the running back. So you want to go ahead and start us off with who are we looking at first to come off the board or maybe our top three guys. So I, I think the RB1 has definitely come into conversation with a lot. I'm still putting Travis Etienne, um, and that's that's all I think we should start with. Um, Travis Etienne's 5'10", 205. Um, I, I think he hurt himself a little bit by coming back, but at the same time, I did think he – I feel like he definitely wanted to prove to NFL teams that he could be that all-round back because that is one of those areas that you know he wasn't overly proven, and he doesn't have – even actually if he went back to Clemson – um, and he was utilized more in the passing game than he ever has been. Um, and he's not much of a, well, I shouldn't say he's much of a power back, but if you watch him from last season to this season, I think his vision got better. His vision from last season to, you know, the first half up until the Boston college game, we were like, I had, I remember I had high praise from, we were, we were talking about them. Um, I think we were, you know, recapping one of the Clemson games he was soaring his way up the boards. I think he, you know, went in. I, I still think he's first round talent. We might not see any running backs taken in this first round, but I think Travis Etienne is still first round talent. Um, he doesn't have the elite body frame. Um, he, you can see, you will see some inconsistencies in his blocking in terms of him, like finishing his blocks. Uh, but I mean, Travis Etienne, if, if I'm looking at any team, I know the Pittsburgh Steelers were looking at um, Aaron Jones, which wouldn't be bad at all for them. How about Travis Etienne? And your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, too. Rojo's up. Rojo's up for a new deal. 
Uh, Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette's up. You only got you're gonna have Keyshawn Vaughn in your backfield. Shady McCoy announces retirement. How about Travis Etienne? Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, I think, are the two guys that can definitely solidify themselves as day one starters in the NFL right away. Um, I think Javante Williams, which we'll get to, is a really, really close one. Um, another really, really interesting player and talented player to watch. But I'm a huge fan of Travis Etienne. I he was one of the shocker, shocking names um after last season because i think it, that in terms of him coming back to school because he already has a ring he doesn't have a ton to prove i think maybe a little bit in the receiving game but i still think he would have been a high draft pick um josh how's it going panthers taking a quarterback with the eighth pick um i wouldn't be shocked at all and i i've seen trey lance i've seen i feel like i've seen justin fields um I don't think the Panthers should move on from Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, they have two years left of his contract. Why not draft a quarterback with the eighth pick to let him sit behind Teddy for a year? Um, but um, in terms of Travis Etienne, I still think he's a first-round talent, um, and I think there's plenty of teams that could use him. My Green Bay Packers, we don't even know what Aaron Jones – I think Aaron Jones might be gone – Jamal Williams fired his agent the other day, which was the same one as Aaron Jones. Um, he also has his goal to re-sign with Green Bay. I'm hoping we bring him back. Um, but Travis Etienne is a day one starter. Um, he has some polishing up to do, but um, he was one of the shockers that came back to school um, last season. But he yeah, has definitely proven his worth. Yeah, it's 100% shocking. I was shocked that he didn't come out after last year. But then again, you look at the most recent running back classes, and they're all pretty stacked, have a lot of good guys in them. And this is kind of the year where you could have had a shot if you, like, really shown. Um, but it's been the same two guys up top, you know, like you were saying, Sam, Najee Harris, and Travis Etienne. I personally probably would go with Najee Harris just because, you know, it's from Alabama. You, you don't really have any proven Clemson backs in the league right now. So, um, you know, Alabama, they got the talent. They got – I mean, he's huge. Um, and he's been shown to be great out of the, out of the backfield as well. Um, so I would personally take take him. Um, you know, that's not a knock on Travis Etienne. He had a pretty solid season, like you said. Um, only ran for 914 yards, I believe, or something like that. Um, but he showed that he was, like, able to take contact and, you know, bounce off of contact, which is good. And like you said, he improved out of the backfield a little bit as well. But he did have some problems with his, you know, ball control. Fumbling the ball, you know, you mm-hmm. can't be having that. Uh, your senior year, you know, after you had an amazing junior season heading into the NFL, especially when you decided to come back. So I think that might drop him a little bit right behind Najee Harris. But don't be, I wouldn't be surprised, like you're saying, for ETN to go number one because he is a proven back. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, Najee Harris, I think, Najee Harris, I think, is built more like what today's NFL looks for, what today's NFL teams look for in a running back. Najee Harris is a power back. Um, Najee Harris had two straight seasons with a thousand plus yards, um, rushing yards. He was a little bit surprising that he came back. Um, I think he still would have been a decent draft pick. I would say day two draft pick, but he's really solidified himself as first round talent. I like Najee Harris a lot. Um, I see, I see very similar fits as, um, as, as Travis Etienne, the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, you got Kenyon Drake playing on a franchise tag. Chase Edmonds is up. I don't think Chase Edmonds is up until like 2021, 2022. But, I mean, whoever they draft, 
they're coming in. Let's say the Cardinals draft Najee or Travis Etienne. Those guys are coming in competing for Chase Edmonds' job because I don't think Kenyon Drake's coming back, and I think Chase Edmonds has proven that he could compete for a starting job with the in the Arizona Cardinals' backfield. They drafted a, you know Benjamin last season. He didn't do a ton. He was, they tried to have him make a name for himself on special teams. I'm still a big Eno Benjamin guy, so I'm hoping he starts to pan out for them. Um, but Najee Harris is an absolute animal. Yeah, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, excuse me, has shown that he's an animal. Just the highlight plays that he's had hurdling the Notre Dame guy was incredible. One of the greatest plays I've ever seen on the sidelines. Um, and then what he was able to do in the national championship game as well against Ohio State. You know, he's just an all-around I mean, you can't ask for a more, com almost more complete back here. I mean, he's he's great out of the backfield. He's gotten much better at his pass blocking, so that's great for him. Uh, and then he's a solid runner, and he can just make plays that not a lot of other players on the field can. And that kind of stands out to you um, when when you come to. And he's played in big time competition, so he's proven. Um, so I mean, he's kind of just like your typical. You can just fill it, put him like put him into the starting lineup and just you know rely on him. Like he's just like a solid back. Um, he'll get you four yards. That's all you need, but he's not going to necessarily make those huge plays, but Najee Harris is definitely first round back, but at some point he's going to break one. I mean, you look at like a Derrick Henry type. Um, I, I kind of see the similar resemblances there, not just not size, obviously, because he's not Derrick Henry, but, um, just the way he runs the ball, he's pretty solid, you know, stays low to the ground, runs hard. So, uh, I like Najee Harris overall, number one, he's just a, a freak of an athlete, honestly. So, uh, I take that over Travis Etienne, who's your, you know, typical downhill runner. Yeah, and I like that you brought up highlight reels of him jumping over the Notre Dame guy. The, Najee Harris is the definition of a highlight reel running back. He's 6'3", 230, um, excuse me, 6'2", 230. And you've see, we've seen him plowing through, plowing through defenders like it's nothing sometimes. Like it's, he does it effortlessly. He's an unbelievable back. And remember, he was – I want to say he, he committed to Bama, and I want to say his second choice was Michigan. Um, so I think I those remember, crystal balls. he was one of the big talented, he was one of the talented prospects, one of the most talented prospects in his 2017 recruiting class. Um, and he's definitely lived up to the hype. Um, like Etienne, I mean, I don't see any red flags for Najee Harris. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see like, I mean, last year, I didn't think there'd be a running back drafted in the first round and we saw Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, but we saw a lot of the physicality and the explosiveness out of um, Najee Harris. I would say both of them, maybe a little bit more so Najee Harris, but I think it might be a little bit easier for Najee Harris to polish that up. Um, is his blocking? Up, Perry? How's it going, Perry? Um, it might be a little bit easier for Najee Harris to polish up his blocking just because he is more built like an NFL like like a running back that you know today's NFL looks for. Um, but right. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say Travis Etienne is drastically undersized. I mean, he is five ten. He's just shy of six foot. He's over two hundred pounds. Um, and we've seen a, we've seen plenty of explosiveness from him. We we've seen a little bit of inconsistency um, in his elusiveness. I think Najee Harris is much more of an elusive back than um, than Travis Etienne, but. Both are going to be special. They're, they're both are going to be special. And I think if Travis Etienne would have entered last year, he I still think he would have been the best running back in last year's draft. Better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, better than J.K. Dobbins, better than I, – I probably would have put him right in front of Jonathan Taylor um, as the number one back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, I, I mean, last year I said no running backs. We saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so anything can happen. I mean, I, I think there's at least one of these guys taken, maybe both. Um, they both have first-round talent, in my opinion, so I think they both could go. But is that going to happen? Not necessarily because, you know, how running backs are viewed in the NFL right now. So um, it's just one of those things, unfortunately, for them. Um, but, yeah, like going back to your your question that you asked me first is, like, if the Bucks get a running back, I'd be happy to get either of these two guys at 32. Uh, I mean, you know, they're pretty solid backs, especially when you know you're going to lose either one of maybe Fournette or Rojo, depending on who, if any of them wants to take a pay cut. Leonard, Leonard doesn't want to go find money. He wants to win another championship with Brady, which is definitely a possibility. Mike Evans already saying he wants to give up some of his contracts. So, I mean, we'll see what unfolds just to see if they keep them intact. But um, having Keyshawn Vaughn there is a nice little backup piece for them. I think Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be a pretty decent NFL running back. Decent, as I mean, like have a long career. Um, so, you know, I, I just view him as one of those all around solid backs. That'll be around for a while. Um, maybe make a, like a, have two, two big years or something like that. It'll be good. Like really decently good. So you think of like, I don't even know. I can't think of running backs who recently have been like that. So they don't last too long anymore. Um, yeah, but that's it. Yeah. Taking running backs, but, um, this is where it starts to get interesting interesting is after these first two two picks sam so like who would you i don't know give us a group of guys you could see going here because there's a there's a pretty good amount of them i think another guy i mean i, th I think we've got both our eyes we should have both of our, our eyes on both north carolina running backs um i've got etn one Najee two i'm putting javante williams at number three um we'll get to chuba hubbard in a bit because i think he's um i think his draft stock's falling quite a bit but I love Javante Williams, 5'10", 220. And if you ever watch his film, like watch it from like 2019 to this year. If you watch him from 2019 and blocking, he looks hesitant. He looks scared. And then you watch him in 2020. He is not afraid to take a hit. Um, how's it going, Connie? <laughs> um, What's up, man? But, yeah, I mean, this Probably dude. Probably milk watching the show. <laughs> um. This dude is not afraid to take a hit. I mean, he he's really he's really developed into a special back. And I said we both kind of agreed on Najee and Travis Etienne are the first round talented running backs. I don't think Javante Williams is there quite yet, um, but I think Javante Williams has a real chance to come in and compete um, for a starting role. Uh, I. Crazy that they had Javante Williams and uh, Michael Carter. So that was pretty filthy ones, you know, speedster type guy, uh, once more of a bruiser. So, um, but they all, they're both fast once they get in the open field too. One's a little bit bigger, you know, heavier. One's guy, one guy's a little leader, runs outside instead of inside. So it was a nice one-two punch for him. But uh, that's, I don't know, you throwing him at three. I feel like that might be a little early for either of them. Uh, so why, why did you do that? Like just based off of that one thing and his improved blocking? Yeah, I mean, I think he screams consistency. I also don't – I don't want to put Kenneth Gainwell. I think Kenneth Gainwell is undersized. Um, but I think Gainwell has a bright future. I see him as a very – I see a lot of Tariq Cohen in him. I think other analysts have, you know, kind of put that on him as well. Um, you know, a guy that can be a pass catcher, the, the underrated pass catcher on an offense, because I think Tariq Cohen is a very underrated pass catcher. And I think Kenneth Gainwell can be a very, very reliable complementary running back. Um, to a starting role um, or to a starting running back. Um, 
Chuba Hubbard, I've never been overly high on Chuba Hubbard. I think he's very talented, but I I mean he had one good season and everyone was saying he's this first round talent that he's gonna be drafted in the first round. And we didn't see him take that big leap. Yeah, he he opted out halfway through the season because of COVID, rightfully so. But even before that, he didn't really take that leap. And I think he was one of those running backs in this running back class that everyone was expecting to take a leap. Um, I had Hubbard at five, uh, but now I'm to the point where I kind of want to put Gainwell at five. Um, Etn one, Harris two, Javante three. I don't remember who I put at four. Um, but five was Hubbard at the time. I think four was Trey Sermon, actually. Um, but I think Javante Williams absolutely screams consistency. Um, I mean, even once you get out of maybe the Kenneth Gainwell, um, the running back class starts to slowly fall off. Um, but we could see some hidden gems in this draft. I mean, we saw Demetric Felton, the guy that played running back at UCLA, um, showed off his versatility at the Senior Bowl and converted to wide receiver. Michael Carter went off in the Senior Bowl, had two touchdowns, played very well. Um, so we could see some hidden draft gems, but I love Javante Williams. Um, I don't – not a highlight real back like Najee. He's not a Travis Etienne, um, but I think he's got a very bright future in the NFL. Yeah, he's good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I just, I just understand this because you know he missed the whole season because he decided to opt out. But three of his family members ended up dying of COVID, which is pretty hard um, on somebody. That's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, four, excuse me, four family members to COVID, which is insane. Um, so he opted out for the season, which I get totally. Um, so it's just you know not seeing him. People kind of forgot about him, but I think he is overall the better back. So I think this is the third guy in the draft, ultimately, is what I'm saying. Um, just I just look at Mike Norvell, so the head coach at Florida State right now. His track record with running backs has been great up to this point, and Gainwell is supposed to be that third guy. Um, so you think of the likes of like Tony Pollard and Darrell Henderson, two backs, even though they're you know backups or they split time with other running backs in their system, they have also shown the ability to have much flash and big playability in their offenses that they're in. Um, and I mean, Pollard has shown it over, he's, he's getting, you know, playing time over Zeke and then Darrell Henderson, when, you know, Cam Akers was out and he was healthy, he was able to, you know, carry the load too. So, I mean, both those guys, you see the track record, Michael Norvell, I kind of like Kenneth Gainwell right there, just because I don't know where, where the other two are coming from. Um, I just like one hit wonders. I don't know. Like they had one good year when the ACC was down in the COVID year. You don't want to get, that's something that, you know, these GMs and these, these coaches are going to have to think about is because, you know, a lot of these guys are just, this is their only film that you're getting that is actually decent or worth looking at. So you're going to have to like not get tricked into pulling that trigger on somebody that might, you know, just end up flopping. So that, that kind of worries me, but I think they're overall, they'll, they'll be good backs. I'm not saying at all. It's just a little worrisome in that aspect of things. So you still got guys like Kylan Hill, um, Ramadre <clears throat> out of Oklahoma, and Larry Roundtree in Missouri, but he's kind of a one-hit wonder this year as well, as well as Demetric Felton, but he might be moving to wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Gainwell a lot. Um, I mean, we, we, we've seen, I think Gainwell, other than his size, he is the definition of an all-round back. He's the running back that today's NFL looks for. They want a pass catcher. They want a guy that can, you know, be productive in both the run and the pass game, and that's just, that's just what Kenneth Gainwell does. Um, you mentioned that he opted out. Um, due to COVID and unfortunately lost a few of his family members. Very unfortunate. Um, very, very sad news. Um, but 
I think this running back, I think he should be talked about more. Um, I will definitely agree with you there um, because, I mean, I feel like we've seen, like, look at Trey Sermon. I think Trey Sermon's, you know, flying his way up the boards. He would have been interesting to see at the Senior Bowl because you look at Ohio State, it, it almost seemed like they didn't know how to correctly use Trey Sermon until, like, he wasn't used the right way, it seemed like, until late in the season. And that's right. why, like, he – he really, really shine in games like in games that it mattered. I should say, like in, like even a game or two before the college football playoff, he's really started going off. Um, and Master Teague's back at Ohio State, which makes a lot of sense. But um, we, we've seen. I mean, Trey Sermon's an example of that. Like with Kenneth Gainwell opting out, we've we're seeing other guys you know go off. Najee Harris really flying his way up the boards, potentially being a first round pick. Trey Sermon could be drafted early. We saw Javante Williams, Michael Carter. Um, so, like, that's the tough thing with certain positional players is you're, you'll start to see, go, like, other players at their position really go off. Gregory Russo is another example. We'll get to the edge rushers another time. But multiple there's multiple edge rushers that are really going off. Ojolari, Joseph Osai, Quiddy Pay, multiple. You name them. But – um, I do, I do agree with that though, Caleb. I think Kenneth Gainwell should be a guy talked about more. Yeah, definitely should. I just think you know he's kind of looked over right now because of missing this past season. So it is what it is. But yeah, Trey Sermon has an ability here to kind of make his way into you know the conversation of all these other running backs we're talking about. Um, at Arkansas, so he didn't have. Uh, a great 2020, but, you know, there's a lot of these guys who have had bigger years. I mean, everybody has, but there's also a shortened season. Not a lot of these guys play the same amount, even though Raheem Boyd is in the SEC. So, I mean, guys like Demetrik Felton, other than having that huge senior bowl, that was huge for him. Um, and then Larry Roundtree also had a great senior bowl. So let's talk about those two senior bowl guys real quick. Yeah, I was going to say, too, um, like, I feel like there's quite a few players like where their stats might not wow you. But then, like right. like Larry Roundtree, like Demetric Felton, Demetric Felton quickly turned into a fan favorite, um, and showed off his versatility. I don't even remember where people had him um, predicted to go. Probably mid mid day three pick, somewhere around there, fifth roundish. Um, I would say he might be as early as the third round, but maybe a very early day three pick. Um, but it'll be interesting. I think I think teams are going to fall in love with a lot of the versatile backs in this draft. Um, it's not an overly deep running back class because I, I would definitely say after Gainwell, maybe it falls off quick or it slowly starts to fall off. But um, I like Demetri Felton a lot. Um, and I mean, you did mention the shelf life of running backs. Look at the free agent running backs. The free agents, the free agent class for running backs is loaded. Um, yeah. Granted, you, Chubb, could see a lot of, you could go see, you could see a lot of teams go that route instead right. of taking some of these running backs. So that's something to keep an eye on. Right, exactly. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up too because we see a lot of players fall for no reason, like for no apparent reason. Um, and with the loaded with the loaded free agency running back class, that doesn't necessarily help the, um, the, the draft, these draft or the running back prospects. So, but I think Dimitri Felton could be a guy to keep your eye on. Um, a guy that could be maybe a hidden gem, a guy that can really um, work his way into as a, like a complimentary running back, a guy that's, you know, a very, very reliable RB2. 
Are you talking about Demetrius Felton? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's just pretty solid guy. He kind of, I mean, <clears throat> he's got a little wiggle to him too, but he might be moving to wide receiver, which is what I've been hearing, um, which is what he looked like he was doing at the Senior Bowl. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. He's he's He could be good enough. I mean, we've seen other players switch to wide receiver and be okay. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Anquan Bolden used to be a quarterback. So, I mean, that that's happens. Um, I, I just think that kid has a lot going for him. I mean, he runs a four, four, almost a four, four, nine 40, which is pretty fast. Um, yeah. And they're listing him as wide receiver by NFL advanced scouts. So, um, he's going to be playing wide receiver in the NFL, which is pretty amazing. He's already made that, you know, switch over, I guess a lot of teams, had made it known to Felton that he needed to, you know, start working out at wide receiver just because of how fast he is and in what ways they're going to be able to use him. Probably in one of those, you know, Tyree kill roles or um, pe- somebody like that, you know, quick can run in reverse, get you seven yards on a reverse. So um, I like that for Demetrius Felton a lot, somewhere like that to put him in a lethal offense. Maybe look at the Bears to try and snag him. Um, I don't know. Maybe you want to move on from either Tyreek, uh, Tyreek. Excuse me, Tariq Cohen, um, or you know, stay with Dave Montgomery as well. I think Tariq Cohen's just you know had a bad bat with injuries, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, but Larry Roundtree, he had a big senior season, I believe. Um, no, he actually struggled, but he was a tough runner. Um, I guess he had he's projected to go in rounds three through four, so it seems about right. Pretty fast as well, about predicted time of four or five, um, and he could become a starting back, is what a lot of people are saying. So we'll see. He looked okay. Um, he just really showed out and had that big run in, in the senior bowl, which was good for his stock heading into the NFL draft. Yeah. And before I kind of talk about him, I mean, but one more, one last point about Demetrius Felton, where you see a lot of teams that fall in love with players like him, that they can use him in a variety of situations. Right. Um, this isn't really a player comparison, but the, or the Packers drafted Josiah DeGuara in the third round, tight end of Cincinnati. And Matt, Matt LaFleur fell in love with his versatility. Um, he, he, he's a tight end. He's been a playmaker in the backfield. And he came out a few days after the draft and said Matt, they, they said Matt LaFleur wants to use him in a Kyle Ustrick role. Um, he was an unbelievable blocking tight end the first few games of the season and unfortunately tore his ACL. But So, I mean, I think guys like Demetri Felton are going to be – um, even though he, he may be that primary wide receiver, um, I don't think teams are going to sleep on um, his ability to be a playmaker in the backfield. So I think guys like him, um, teams are going to fall in love with, um, with with their ability to you know use them in a variety of situations. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of like a Swiss Army knife on the offense is what we're both sitting here saying. Um, he can just do so many different things. I mean, you kind of look at um, – Jeez, what was his name? He was traded to Miami this year. Limbaugh Jr. Yeah. Um, a player like him who can do anything, just kind of a utility guy to come in, whatever you need him to do, he's going to do it. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're looking at with Demetrius Felton. I think they're just trying to get him accustomed to being at wide receiver because of all the motions that it partakes in an offense nowadays in the NFL. So um, he could go higher than a lot of people I expect, I think, just because of that you know, weaponry system that he provides. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great example actually too is Lynn Bowden. I mean Lynn Bowden was a third round pick I think, mm-hmm. um, and he, I think he I, I would argue he might have he probably went a lot higher than a lot of people expected too. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I mean, Larry Roundtree, obviously, I think Demetri Felton was a lot better um, at the Senior Bowl. But I mean, the Senior Bowl has been an event for years where guys like Larry Roundtree and Demetri Felton can really raise their draft stock. And like you mentioned, his his stats, um, he had over 1,200 yards um, his sophomore season, just shy of 1,000 yards um, in 2020. Not a ton in the receiving game, um, so he kind of seems like a one-round back. Um, that's the right phrase, but um, I, I mean, I, I like him on a team that can be maybe a running back by committee, um, but that's very interesting. I didn't even read that, that a lot of analysts are looking at him as a starting role, but um, I think he would be a fun guy to watch in a running back by committee. Look at J.K. Dobbins, and this isn't a comparison, but like J.K. Dobbins and, and Baltimore, Baltimore ran a running back by committee, basically. J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, Mark Ingram, and then Mark Ingram's a free agent now, but they didn't have their solidified starting back. So mm. it'd be interesting to see if he goes to a team that ends up doing that type of running back or running back room. Um, where they don't have their type of running back, you're seeing or a, a solidified primary starter, um, and you're seeing guys, you're seeing more than one running back stand out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the new wave too. Is you you have two like pretty good guys. I mean, it's old school to have one guy. So you think of like the Titans with Derrick Henry, Green Bay even has two guys yeah. sometimes. So it's yeah, I mean, who knows. Um, so, I mean, you really think about that. The Saints have two guys always. Uh, Bucks have had two guys this year. Um, Dallas has been using two guys. Uh, Rams are using three. Uh, Niners use like three or four. I don't know how many they use. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous how many running backs they go through. Uh, I mean, it's just everywhere in the NFL right now. You can go on and on about these two back systems. I mean, even Arizona used it. I'm just, I'm just keep, keep going. You know, Pat, Patriots have been using four for years. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about teams with, with running backs. So yeah. I mean you all these guys could get playing time, you know, in the NFL right. that we're talking about right now. Um, I noticed that you kind of have Kylan Hill falling, and this is one of your guys that you were kind of high on throughout, you know, his college career leading up until this point. Was I? I don't remember. I don't remember where I had him, but um I feel I like he's preseason, one of, preseason you were talking about it. Did I? Okay. I believe mm. it. But um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's kind of like like if you look at Kellen Mond, like we were talking about Kellen Mond last week, like he screened consistency. He's one of the you know, one of the one of the most consistent slash talented run quarterbacks in the SEC the past four years. Um, because Georgia's went through, you know, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Georgia's went through like two to three in the past few years. Um, Kylan Hill opted out, I want to say like halfway through the season or something. He definitely opted out. I don't think he – he didn't play the entire season. Right, he um, didn't. He, he opted out like halfway through, I think. If that, yeah, because he only had like 50 – he only had 58 yards on 15 attempts. Um, but uh, He was suspended from over a locker room incident, so he decided to opt out. Okay. So yeah. that, that probably raises a couple of red flags too. Yeah. I mean, I like Kylan Hill a lot too. Cause I mean, this guy's another definition of an all round running back. He's, I think he's highly proven um, in the receiving game. Doesn't have like elite stats, but I mean, his, he had 237 and a touchdown in 2020. He had four touchdowns in the receiving games um, two years ago. 
on a touchdown in 180 mm-hmm. 2019. I wouldn't I actually <laughs> I wouldn't say they're good. I would almost say they're close. I don't know. But I mean 631 yards and six touchdowns over the past four seasons. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, we, if you look at his stats too, he's utilized more and will more. You pull up, will you, speaking of his stats, we um their game this season when they beat LSU and he like went off receiving or something. Like, I want to see his stats for that because that's like something I remembered about this season is Kyler Hill went off against LSU to open the season. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, he, he's – like you say, he's, he's an all-around back. He's fast, dude. He's a lot faster than I originally thought he was. Um, so that's good. But, you know, that, that locker room incident probably raises a little eyebrows when it comes to scouts and what they're looking for and what teams are looking for. Um, but he could be, you know – another one, two guy, like we're talking about, I think, I don't know if he's as high because of that locker room incident. I think that probably drops him a few spots because there are probably some better guys or better dudes in the locker room that can probably do the same things you do. So um, we'll see, but he had a game against LSU in the opening, the opening game this season. Yeah. I'm trying to find the stats for that. Um, But I mean, as much as I would love Jamal Williams to come back, I don't think that's a, a for sure thing. I mean, I I wouldn't be too shocked if the Packers end up letting Jones and Williams walk. I would not mind Kylan Hill. Wow, wow. I wouldn't be too you shocked. Get another, would you go two backs in, in this draft? Is that what yeah. Or do you go find do you go find a guy in free agency? You draft one and you find another. Free I think they're going to draft one if they do that, um, and I, I think if they. I think Jones is gone. I think Jones is gone. I think I, I think they're going to do a lot. I think they're going to do everything they can to keep Williams. Otherwise, they might use their one of their franchise tags, maybe on Aaron Jones. Um, I think Corey Lindsley should be at the top of the priority list right now, but because um, I think this is the best protection Rodgers has ever had throughout his career. But um, we also still we re-signed Tyler Irvin. I think he's up. Um, but I mean, even the Rams game, we saw a lot of creativity from the running back room. Um, and Dexter Williams, he always fights for a spot on the roster. I wouldn't be shocked if it's two running backs, maybe pick up a guy off undrafted free agency. Um, we picked up Patrick Taylor, um, out of Memphis, um, his rookie, the rookie or out of the 2020 class. Um, I don't think he made a team, but. That could be a route they go. Um, I don't see them going, you know, ha- draft heavy on a running back or let alone signing one. Um, but I personally would love Jamal Williams. But if somehow both of them leave and they decide to, you know, pay Corey Lindsay out of both of those guys or Tonin and Lazard are also up too, but they're both restricted. Um, but mm. um, I would not mind Kylan Hill if that if that's the case. If that some somewhere if that somehow happens. Um, you keep AJ Dillon as your premier power back and then have him split carries with Kylan Hill. That wouldn't be bad to watch. Not, not, I wouldn't necessarily prefer to have that, but I wouldn't mind Kylan Hill in the running back room for the Packers. Yeah, definitely. He's pretty solid back. He's, he had a hell of a 2019, which is great for him. Um, But a couple other guys I'm noticing that we still have yet to talk about Ramondre Stevenson, you know, Amber would be upset with us if we didn't go over, you know, Ramondre and see what he's got going on and where we see him. And then, um, did we talk about Chuba yet, or, or are we just waiting on that? Chuba was very brief. Um, whatever one you want to talk about first. 
We can we can just keep it. I mean, it doesn't have to be. We don't have to go over it. He just didn't look explosive at all. Not like he did, you know, the previous season when yeah, everybody I mean, was like, picking him up to be the best right. running back out in years. So right, and like I think he definitely has the height. I just don't think he's like as explosive or as physical as the other running backs in this class. And then we don't have to repeat ourselves, but like I we a lot of we all saw like he he didn't take that big leap, and I think he was one of those guys that everyone is going to keep their eye on. And if you want to talk about players next season that everyone's going to watch, Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Spencer Rattler is like in the Heisman conversation for next season. So um, I think he's under a decent amount of pressure. Oklahoma's also got quite a bit of transfers or quite a bit of guys transferring. They brought in Wanya Morris, but one of their top DPs transferred out. I don't remember his name. Um but, yeah, one of their top DBs transferred out. So, like, Oklahoma's losing a lot of transfers. They're going to be an interesting team. A lot of them were backups. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Chuba Hubbard, I I think he'll be productive. I think if he falls to the Packers, depending on what the running back situation looks like, I wouldn't mind it. Um, but Chuba Hubbard might be a guy that turns into a steal, but I don't see him being a starting running back. I think he could be a – a complimentary back to, you know, like an elite running back or a guy or a starting back that's up and coming. I don't really see him as a starting running back in the NFL. Right. I think you hit it right on the head with him. I mean, he's kind of a straight line guy. So like he has to hit one hole and then go. Mm -hmm. um, he's not one to really take contact, which is something they need to, you know, run with in the NFL as a power. You need to be more of a power guy instead of just a one hit and go um, have some type of vision as well. But I mean, once he does get in that space, his his speed is, is insane once he gets into the open field. Um, he uses that speed to get through angles too. So that's why he doesn't really move a lot. Um, and that's just the one thing when it comes to him that, you know, you're you're just kind of one-dimensional there. And that hasn't looked good this season because teams were starting to figure you out. Um, but other than that, Ramadre um, Stevenson, running back fullback out of Oklahoma. It's interesting they haven't listed as slash fullback here. They have more of them have probably like an H-back role. Um, so we'll see what that looks like. And apparently he kind of impressed, um, team sources out there that at the senior bowl as well. Um, so that's why he's kind of in the mix as well as for another running back, heavy downhill guy, um, good route runner, you know, pretty good pass blocker at six foot two thirty two. you know, just kind of more heavy. Um, so we'll see. And have you been able to watch Ramondre Stevenson at all? Not a ton. Um, but I mean, if you look at his stats too, it's, I wouldn't say it's unproven, but it shows that he is capable of being a pass catcher. Um, I mean, it doesn't shock me too much that he's 246 and, or that he's listed as a fullback at six foot 246. Um, but I think that that's one of those guys that didn't really have a long season. Um, but I mean, he had shy of a shy of a thousand receiving yards. Um, well, 665 and seven, but he had 876 scrimmage yards. But um He's a promising player. I think he could turn into a guy that's maybe dug deep in their running back room, um, in a team's running back room. But um, if you look at his power, though, I mean, he could turn into a fullback on a potential team. Um, and going off of, I don't think we have this guy on our list, but I want to say Garrett Groshek had a year left of his eligibility for the Badgers. He declared for the draft. Um, I don't think he gets drafted. I think if he, I, I think he'll definitely sign with a team undrafted. Um, I think he entered as a halfback. He's a fullback. <laughs> um, he was a fullback last year. Um, but I mean, Garrett Groshek was one of our, one of, if not our 
the best like running back that we had. We didn't have a solidified running back. It might be Jalen Berger next year, but that's a topic for another time. But I was really surprised, especially if Garrett Groshek had a year left of his eligibility um, that he entered. He doesn't have stats that really wow you, but he could turn into a fullback in the NFL. Um, but And that could be a position where Ramondre Stevenson potentially stands as well. Yeah, and then I think the only guy we have yet to talk about is Raheem Boyd, uh, running back out of Arkansas. Um, he couldn't really find running lanes this year. Um, he's kind of the last big one on this list. You can maybe talk about Trey Ragas and Javion Hawkins if you want to talk about them a little bit. Um, and then I think you um, like Puka Williams as well a little bit, don't you? I, I think I just said Puka Williams opted out. Um, Puka Williams opted out of Kansas. Um, I want to say with a, it was because of because I think he had family that he had to like take care of too because of COVID. Um, I think that was one of the big reasons he opted out like right before the season started. I think, um, but yeah. All right. Well, I think that might, you know, do it for a running back class. Is there anybody else you want to go into, Sam, before we go ahead and, you know, sponsor off? Uh, you said we didn't talk about Rakeem Boyd yet? Um, I mean, we, I think we mentioned him a little bit, kind of like what we were mentioning, uh, Chuba. Um, but, I mean, he he's going to be all right for, you know, six foot, two, two, 13, four, five, six projected 40 time. Um, he'll probably go probably around like round four or five, I would imagine. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Just another mid round guy that is pretty solid. Um, nothing that we haven't mentioned about the other ones. He's got, um, you know, pros in certain areas and then cons in certain areas as well. So, um, it kind of makes that, you know, hard to scale. I mean, anywhere between three and five is probably where Cream Boyd will be, um, depending on what team. Yeah. Yeah, I think whoever drafts him, too, could really polish him up to be a productive running back. Um, so I think he's got a lot of promise of, uh, on him for the NFL as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I want to first off thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It was great having you guys on, going over these running back prospects for the 2021 NFL Draft. Thank you, Sam, for joining me as always. Um, and I will go ahead and just go ahead and show you guys what my bookie and what rxhemp.com and our patreon and everything else looks like so you guys can go and look while you're on here while you're watching us so give me one second guys i'll go ahead and share my screen with you go ahead and pull out the first thing is going to be rxhemp. it's our all natural pain relief cream that we are sponsored with and partnered with it's a hot and cold therapy which is awesome um rxhemp usually takes a while to load so give me one second guys oh well we'll just say it no need to screen share. 10% off every time you use code RxHemp-USN on RxHemp.com. And then if you head to my bookie, if you're a gamer man like myself, like Sam said, I know Sam dabbled a little bit in the Super Bowl, but head over to mybookie.ag, use code USN100 for double your first deposit, guys. And that's a limit of 45, or not a limit, excuse me, a minimum of $45. And you'll get double that. So you throw in 50 bucks, you'll get a free 50 bucks to play with. That's $100 to bet on whatever you want. They also have an online, online casino what is that is awesome as well that I tend to lose a lot of money on just because I don't know when to stop. And <laughs> um, our next thing is our unwrapped shop. Head to teespring.com backslash stores backslash unwrapped and get all of your unwrapped sports merchandise and apparel. You've got Sam and my stuff on there. We got a crew neck and a nice little die cut sticker that you can grab as well while you're there. 
Um, my show after this, Keeping It Blunt, we have stuff on there as well. Immediately after this at 9 o'clock, guys, so head over there after this. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CHSNO. Oh, I almost forgot. Join our Patreon, guys. We have $5 level tiers and $10 level tiers. And if you're not in either of those tiers to go ahead and enter the giveaway, which the $5 one comes with a $10 um, Amazon. It doesn't come with, but it, you are entered into a $10 Amazon gift card giveaway. And then you're entered in for both of those at the $10 tier. And then you could support us as well, but you won't be able to, you know, access the Discord um, that it gets exclusive content as well and be able to talk with a lot of us contributors and directors as well that are in the Discord right now. Um, so you guys head over there. And if you are if you don't have access to that, you'll only be paying a dollar a month as well. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. $1, $5, and $10 tiers. It's awesome, guys. But, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CHSNOL. Um, I'll toss it over to you, Sam. Anything else you want to say to the people before we get off? Uh, no, I mean, my, my Twitter is right to the right of my name, same underscore daring 68. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Probably talking receivers probably. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us.